It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Football, a little bit disappointing. Still, I'm in. I'm in good spirits. What about you? Yeah, yeah, all good. Thank you, mate. Yeah, um, like you, like you say, it's all right getting to a vic and going home from a vic. It's it's the ninety minutes in the middle. Yeah, uh, I, I, I've seen a lot of negativity about it on social media, but I'm not so doom and gloom about it. But we'll, we'll get into that um, when we're talking about it more in the show. And Casey, welcome back to the Voices of Vic. You've been away. You've been to Japan. How was Japan, and how are you doing? It was. It was really good. It was, really it was good. literally like a once in a lifetime place to visit. Very hot. Lots of walking, but yeah, it was really good. Um, would you excited to get back to the Vic today? Yeah, I was. Um, missed football and the time difference. Man, I didn't even get to like watch some games whilst I was away. So. Always nice to come back to football, but not necessarily the win or the result. So, <laughs> yeah, it was um, maybe a disappointing result for yourself. Um, did you go to the QPR game as well? You, you went to the 4 0 victory, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least you've seen us win this season. I, I missed that game, so I'm still looking to see an actual Watford victory this season. Um, obviously went to the Stevenage game in the cup as well and got knocked out on penalties. So I've not had a very good start. Maybe I've just gonna throw the season in the bin and just give up um let everyone else go because I, I seem to be the, the unlucky charm at the moment. Um but yeah, we are here to speak about that result earlier today. It's back to back one nil defeat for the Hornets and Blackburn's first victory at Victory Road for twenty two years. Uh, Watford had 65% of possession, but showed the the the, the, um, the cutting edge in the final third, which let us down. And it was 24 shots on goal, but only four of them were on target. Um, so we'll talk about the performance in a bit. But um, Valerie Ishmael made three things to the side, but lost to Stoke last week. Out went James Morris, James, 
Jake Livermore and Imran Loser. Um, in came Kone, PMV and Freya, all for their first start of the season. Um, but Imran Loser got dropped from the starting lineup. Uh, he was supposedly late twice during the week and Valerie Ishmael stuck to his guns and he wants to maybe set an example of Imran Loser. You've got to think Imran Loser is part of this leadership group at Watford and for him to be turning up late a couple of times in the week isn't ideal. Um, so I'm I'm kind of pleased that Val's going a bit of authority here. Um, I think if, if we're trying to change the culture at the football club, I think discipline and timekeeping has to be up there regardless of if he's a key player or not because at the end of the day, I don't really want any players to be bigger than the football club. And if, if you're late and you feel like you can start games, then I, I think you need to give your head a wobble and need to be brought down to earth a little bit. But Pam, what, what was your situation on um, your feelings on the situation with Imran Loser? Was it right call by Val? Or I've seen people on um, social media question it, thinking Val got it wrong there. He should have played his best player. It's the right call for me. Right. Well, I, I think he should have sort of gone one further and not played him at all, to be honest. When someone in the senior leadership group's making, you know, being unpunctual, not following the, the rule set, yeah, you need to you need to deal with it. And look, we need Imran Loser. I mean, we showed in the first half we need him, but we'll get to that. But I was a little bit disappointed to see him come on so early. Yeah, half time, wasn't it? Um <laughs> we, we was obviously messaging in the group at half time saying um, um, that Imran Loser and uh, Ryovic was um, on the they was in the dressing room still wasn't they and we thought oh it could be a bold change here at half time but yeah it, it was it was a bit too early to maybe bring him on but obviously he, he saw that Pone wasn't really impacting the game and maybe he wanted to change it up straight away um, so maybe positive thinking from Valerie. But um, Katie, what what were your thoughts on the decision of um, removing Imran Loser from the starting lineup? Was you one of the people that maybe thought it was the right call and you got to, um, you got to respect the club and if if you're late on time, you got to be punished for it? Or did you think maybe we have to play our best players? No, I think it was one hundred percent the right call. I think when you have players showing up late to training it is just not what you want to it's not setting a good example for the other players and I saw a quote from um, Val's interview saying like he doesn't want any type of um, like negativity from last season around and like that type of being late is just not it's just not acceptable especially when you're a professional Um, I think obviously yeah, he is one of our best players, but it also shows how Val is not um, afraid to drop even the best players. And it's all about having the right attitude towards the club. So I think it was the right decision to set an example, but we might have paid the price for it if he hadn't started for the whole game. Yeah, and Cam, what was your thoughts on the whole starting lineup altogether? Because there, there was three changes to the team that lost away at Stoke. Um, positive changes in your eyes? Yeah, look, the loser situation aside, I think we put out the strongest team available given, you know, Morris, Sierra and Gakia, they're all unavailable. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the best we could have hoped for. I don't, I wouldn't expect Rajevic to be thrown in the deep end straight away, so... It's more or less what I thought it would be. I was particularly pleased to see him be quite proactive with um, taking Livermore out for KMB, although that didn't end too well. But um, yeah, we'll get to that again. But yeah, no, nice to see him be try and be proactive. Yeah, no, definitely. And and Katie, it was a strong bench for Watford as well. You, you knew you, if you were maybe struggling that first half, you could make the changes at half time or early in that second half to try and change the game. It, maybe that that was a a strong yeah, it was a strong bench from Watford, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think when you look at that bench I thought, oh like there's some good players that could come on. And I think when 
when we did make the changes, you did see more of a spark of creativity, especially in the final third, because that was where we were lacking. But the squad was, even the squad we put out to begin with was good, but we also had a, a good selection for the subs. It was, um, it was actually really fast start from Blackburn Rovers, I actually thought, in the first two minutes. I thought they, they were very fast and aggressive in their style in the first two minutes. But then like, it kind of fizzled out and then Watford got hold of possession and they were spraying the ball about. But it, it just seemed to me we weren't moving the ball quick enough in that first half or in the whole 90 minutes, to be fair. I don't think we were moving the ball quick enough and it was a bit stop-start and the ball went back a bit too much for my liking as well and I don't know whether that's because KMB was in the side and he does like to play the ball sideways and backwards doesn't he um, but what, what was your overall feelings about that first half was it just a, a lack of cutting edge from Watford it was exactly what you said really we weren't moving the ball very quickly at all you can tell why Kone and KMB are backup midfielders. They're just not up to the speed of, of Imran Loser and Francisco Sierra, funnily enough. But yeah, it's. I think it highlights the real lack of quality and depth that we've got in that area. I, I do think now, after seeing that, we do need a central midfielder to come in. Yeah, the central midfielder, well, defensive midfielder position, I think we've not looked as comfortable in that position, Casey, since um, Sirius has got injured. And it's crazy saying that as well, considering he's a centre-half. He's actually done really well in that role, especially against QPR. It's not been the same in that area since. Is it a sign of, like Cam says, we might have to look into the market and bring in a defensive midfielder? Because for me, looking at the... the the team selection today. I don't know whether Valerie maybe fancies Livermore after his first out in the way spoke last week for him to be put onto events the following week. I think it's really hard because we shouldn't judge players after one game. I'm not saying he should play every game, but they might just need more time. He's not someone who I would think, oh, yeah, he should be starting because I feel like there are higher aims than him. But it's about who we bring in because if we're just going to go and get someone for the sake of filling numbers, we have to actually go to bring someone who is going to fit that role well. And I feel like it might be hard to find someone, but we'll see because we might and it might be great. I know you like KMB, um, but you would like to see him further forward up the pitch, wouldn't you? Not not the number six role. Right. I will just clarify right here. I do not... Uh, I don't want to slag him off, but I don't rate KMB at all. I wanted to see him come in because he looked a lot more assured than Livermore last week. And yeah, I do want to see him play further forward. But... He just he severely lacks quality, doesn't he? He he's way too slow with the ball. It takes him three, four touches before he plays a pass. I think playing further forward, where he can, you know, he might be able to chip in with a goal or two. He he can he can carry it. He can bring out that occasional bit of flair that we've seen once in a blue moon. Uh, that's where he should be. Maybe not in front of the back four where he was quite. Is he lazy? Is it a lack of awareness? Is it maybe just a, a general lack of footballing intelligence? I don't know, but I, I don't think it suits him being in front of that back four. I think what what shows evidence of him not being a defensive midfielder was Blackburn's goal. Um, but the way he just let the runner just run past him without him tracking the run, uh, he didn't really, even when he ran past him, he didn't really first get to try and catch up with him. Um, so that just shows me that he, he's not that number six. And I don't know, I don't, has anyone heard of how long Sirius is out for as well? Because I know maybe the club are a bit reluctant to bring in a number six again because they think they've got the depth in it with Livermore and KMB. But they really haven't because KM, 
there's a reason why Livermore was released by West Brom. It's because he hasn't got the legs and he's not good enough to play that standard. We brought him in and obviously want to be pushing for a top half, maybe um, uh, playoff position. And I don't think Livermore is going to offer that for us. And then you look at Danby's performance today and you think he's not up to scratch either. And then it really relies down on Sirielta, who's he's not played this role for a whole season before. He's only played it for one and a half games before he's got injured. Um, so the jury's out on him and we know Sirielta in the past is kind of made of glass a little bit where it's he he doesn't really put a string of performances together, um, so he's very inconsistent on the injury for, um, in the performances and always quite injured. So I would like us to bring someone in, but I just think the Gino and Scott will think that we've got that position covered, and where us fans would be like, clearly not. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Um, Katie, what was your impressions on um, Pone today? Um, I, I thought he didn't really make an impact and he was hauled off at half-time, so maybe um, Battery felt similar. Yeah, I think yeah. when you have someone like Loser on the bench, it's very hard to watch that and think, oh yeah, he's doing a good job because he... I mean, I don't think he was awful. I just think he didn't really add anything. I think... He made a few mistakes. Just there was no intensity in the midfield. So much just passing and passing back, and there was no intention of attacking. And I think Loser does add that when he's on the pitch. He's always trying to um, bring the ball forward. But you know, it was just one of those games where no one was wanting to attack. So I think I don't think he was. Awful as everyone is kind of making it out to be. I just don't think he added much. I'd like to counter that a bit because I I think he was bloody awful to be honest. Um, he he just you can take the accent off that e because he was just a cone. He did not move at all. Uh, like you're calling <laughs> you're calling for players to you know show for the ball when those two centre backs have got it. That's how we're going to get forward, and that's how we're going to get forward quickly. Kone wasn't doing that really, and I didn't see too much tracking back from him either. Saying that, he's not a midfielder that you'd expect to do the dirty work, and I think that's what that uh, that midfield is severely lacking. Someone who who's got a bit more bite and a bit more tenacity. Yeah, no, I yeah, I was disappointed from him. Obviously, he was given his opportunity; it's his first start of the season, and I would really thought he would have maybe grabbed it with both hands and he just he didn't I, I thought the occasion bypassed him and I could see why maybe Valerie um, took him off but I agree with you as well where I, I feel like we need a bit more from that midfield and I, I mentioned it to Mike last week when we were recording because I kind of went I went in on Tom, Tom Deli Bastru um, by thinking that he's kind of gone missing in parts this season other than his goal against QPR but you know what? I was actually quite impressed with him in that first half today. Um, he was one of the only midfielders, central midfielders, that actually drove with the ball and actually got to the edge of a box to try and make things happen. He slipped the ball into um, Martins in that first half and he, he had a shot saved. Um, so I was actually quite impressed with Tom Deli. Um, what were your thoughts on him today, um, Cam? I, I thought Tom Deli was very, very solid today. He... Any time we had a, a decent attack, it was normally him at the heart of it, driving us forward, as you said. We know he's a he's always been a good ball carrier. And yeah, maybe the, the final pass can be lacking a bit. But yeah, I, I think anything good we had in that first half, it was a, a result of him picking up the ball and running. He he did get stuck in as well. He, he works hard and it, it's nice to see... Uh, Tom Deli finally, you know, getting his break after a couple of ACL injuries. And uh, I hope he can continue it. Yeah, good stuff. Um, Valerie's sticking with him and he's giving him that consistency of a guy who's been out with so many big injuries. He's actually getting the game time at the moment and he's, he's playing week in, week out. So I'm liking that he's getting the consistency. And he showed me today that he, he can maybe offer something to this team. Um, 
for ball carrying. It's what we saw glimpses of last year. Um, he set Gal Pedro up for that goal away at Huddersfield Town, didn't he? By um, running about 70 yards up the pitch with the ball and just slid him in and Watford scored. Um, so I'm hoping to see more of that from Tom Delhi. And it almost came off today. If, if Martins had his shooting boots on, it would have been 1 0. But uh, I'm going to bring it back to Martins as well. I think if, if, if he had. Um, Another day, I think Casey, he maybe would have walked away with a hat trick ball. He hit for Woodwork twice. Um, he had a shot saved by Piers as well in a, a burn goal. He did everything but score, but it, it was it was a positive performance from Martin, wasn't it? I actually thought he looked a bit more physical and a bit more um, aggressive today as well. Yeah, I thought he had yeah. a great game. I thought he was probably one of the better players. And like you said, on another day, probably would have gone in. Some of those goals were, uh, some of those shots were um, really like, oh my gosh, like from where I was sitting, they looked like most of them were going in. Um, I think as well, he is taking more of a role. Um, A lot of the times I saw him kind of getting involved with the ref, like trying to kind of just be more like vocal on the pitch, um, which is always a good sign. But I thought he he was very unlucky today and he got into some really good spots. He's got a really good um, eye for goal, which is kind of what we were wanting throughout the game because no one was shooting but him. Um, and I think sometimes he needed to be selfish in those situations and just go for goal and it just didn't, it just wasn't his day, but it could have on any other day. Yeah, it was just unfortunate. If only that shot was a couple of inches lower, um, we would have gone in at half time one nil. Um, but it didn't, so it was nil nil at half time. Um, Valerie was, made that change at half time. Cam, um, it, it made an instant impact. I thought I did think we we showed a little bit more quality, and at the start of the second half, we ran loser on on the pitch. Um, what, what did you make of the start to the second half? We were knocking the ball about a bit quicker, that's for sure. But that's what you're going to get from from loser. He'll always show for it, and he'll he has the quality to deliver a good pass. I I thought you know there are a few he misplaced, yeah, but he was trying the right things, and we certainly looked a much better team that second half. Been a nightmare here on mute, <laughs> um, and it wasn't too long up later for our new Dane making his debut. Casey, uh, I'm gonna try and get this pronunciation right. Ryavit, is that how you say it? Um, he made his debut, he came on four back in bio. Uh, um, bio just he ran his stops off, but he didn't really have much of an impact in that first half. But then again, I don't think he had much of a delivery. Um, what did you make of Ryovic, um on his debut? Um, I mean, there wasn't really much to judge. And I do feel like it would be unfair to say, like to judge him on that because he didn't really see many chances. And I feel like there just wasn't much there. But you can understand he's just got here like... That we're already like a goal down, you know, everyone's just kind of flinging balls at him and he was probably like nervous. And I do think there's something there, you know, he automatically when he comes on, he's like in the box, he's in the positions, like there's there's a lot of promise. I just think we had to work on like feeling the balls in because I went, even when Bayo was on, like I'm not, I'm not even going to be like, okay, I love Bayo, but I actually think that it was so unfair in the game today. He had no one feeding him any balls. And, like, he was in the positions and no one was even looking. And I feel like the same happened when... um, Oh, how do you say his name? Reykjavik or what? (laughs) (laughs) Rayevich. Rayevich came on. He was in the positions, but, like, no one was kind of just, like... He wasn't being helped out by anyone, but I do think there's promise there. You know, he's tall, he gets up, like he looks physical. So I think there's there's definitely a player there. I just want to further your point about service quickly. There's um, a lot of times Bio finds himself in the right place, in room, in the box, and that's all well and good. But 
as a striker, you need to be putting yourself about a bit. You need to be getting across your defender and you need to be attacking any ball that comes in. And yeah, there was a lack of quality in our delivery, but at the same time, Bio needs to be occupying those defenders. And I feel like that's where Rajovic was a bit better in my eyes. He sort of, he was always occupying a defender. He was always an option and he was trying his hardest to get on the end of any cross, no matter how bad it was. Yeah, he came looking for the ball as well, more than what Bio did in that first yeah, half yeah. as well. It, 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 some really nice, neat touches from him, and um, he, he linked up well with a few players. It was just he had a couple of chances, didn't he, Cam? Um, but obviously, he's new to the league. It's um, it's completely different to the Swedish and um, Danish league. Um, so, I, I, like Katie says, it's too early to judge him. But did you like what you saw from him in that cameo spell? Yeah, I did. Look, there were two chances he had. What the first one he should have squared it to Chakvatadze, but he didn't, and instead he had a shot and he he completely spooned it wide. Um that you know, it wasn't encouraging to see that, but early days. He had another one where, you know, on the swivel about ten yards out, completely just shanked it. But I like what I saw in terms of his build up play. As you said, he came looking for the ball, that was good. He, um, yeah, he was playing midfield a lot of the time. And if you watch him, when a midfield player or Yasser Espria or someone's got the ball, he's sort of dropping in to uh, to receive it. But if he's not getting it, he's then spinning the defender. He's turning around and he's making a run in behind. So, yeah, it's nice to see a willingness for him to, you know, receive the ball. Uh, getting goal scoring positions and I think we could profit from having a striker that likes to vary it up, I think. It's nice to see us actually having a really cool striker as well. I can't remember the last time we maybe had it. Was it Renigi who was Swedish? Um he, he was quite a biggish guy, but I don't think we've had anyone as cool as um, Ryan Mitch. Um yeah. He was quite big, weren't he? I don't know. The cackle was quite big as in, like, muscly in that. Ryovic, he just looks tall, like a bit of a, a lamppost, doesn't he? It, 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 there's not much to his build. Um, it was Dipe Parizzo. He was, like, was, was lanky. I thought he was going to be a bit more bulked up. Yeah. Who was that? Stipe Parizzo. He, he, was, he was lanky. Oh. That was Mike's favourite player. I think he tipped him to be top goal scorer at one point. Um, Mike I did as well. On, um, evening, Mike. Hope you're doing well. Uh, he says, given Prime, can't believe there were people actually writing him off after today. He will score goals. Um, he will be a cracking asset. Um, he, I think he just offers something different, doesn't he, Katie? It's, it's completely different to what we've got in... Well, we don't know about Healy. Healy's, um, he was actually taking out the matchday squad today. And then Bio's obviously different to him. But is it nice to actually have a different kind of striker now that maybe might fit into the way Valerie wants to play a little bit more? Yeah, it is refreshing to have that as well. And like, even if it doesn't go amazing, like there's ways to adjust. And we wouldn't, I just feel like we won't have signed him if they feel like it's not going to fit in the team. I feel like he just needs time. He just needs to get there. He'll be up to speed and he'll be great. I have I have such a weird gut feeling about him that he's going to like become good. Well, it wasn't too long after he entered the field and Watford actually went 1-0 down. Um, Cam, uh, I know we've um, avoided speaking to it about it for 27 minutes, but um, it's got to that part of the show where we're going to have to speak about it. Smashing grab from Blackburn Rovers. Um, which, hey, it was maybe a poor ball from him and loser in the middle, and then uh, Blackburn got forward in numbers. And it was, I thought it was a fantastic challenge by Ryan Porteous. It kind of fell into a path of hedges, and at first I, I thought it was poor defending from Wesley Who to allow him pass. But watching it back on the TV, he kind of chipped the ball over Hoop's um, foot, and then he he kind of did another keepy up. And then just volleyed it past um, Daniel Batman, and it was a fantastic finish by Hedges. 
But there's obviously going to be question marks over Daniel Batman. Um, there's always question marks over Daniel Batman because that's what Watford Twitter does. Um, they, they always jump on someone and unfortunately it's Daniel Batman. But did you think he should have maybe done a little bit better there getting beaten at his near post? It wouldn't be a Voice of the Vic podcast without question marks over Daniel Batman. Um, I think he should have done better. To be honest, I I don't think it was at a bad height for him. Yeah, lots and lots of power on it, but you, it's the the cliche in it. You you don't want your goalkeeper getting beaten at the near post. Uh, I think Dan would be quite disappointed with himself at that one. To be honest, I want to on a more positive note about Dan Backman. He didn't make any of those crazy passes today where. Um, they end up at the opposition's feet uh, in a one-on-one situation with Dan stranded 30 yards out from goal. So that was more encouraging. He did look a lot more assured. But yeah, I do think he should have been, uh, he should have done a lot better for that goal. I thought the same. I, I thought he shouldn't have been beaten at that near post, but I also thought he, he was much more... Well, he looked more comfortable um, with the ball at his feet today, but then also I don't think he was pressed as much. Uh, he was definitely pressed more by the Plymouth front line than he was by um, Sam Gallagher for Blackburn today. Um, also, Porteous and Poot had the freedom of Vickery's Road with the ball as well. They weren't being pressed either. And when um, you and Mike were speaking to the um, Blackburn fans during the week, I'm pretty sure he said about how they... They pressed really aggressively from the front and that. Didn't really see any of that today. Maybe that, do you reckon that was maybe a change of tactic for them? Maybe thinking, you know what, Porteous, give Porteous the, the, the time on the ball, just like QPR does. And um, they might make some areas of that with Daniel Batman. Yeah, I think this was sort of a tactical plan for both teams, actually, because Bio at times sort of... Um... He didn't press their defenders or keeper. He just dropped in midfield. So the idea for them, I think, was keep it compact. Don't let them. Don't let Porteous and Hoot pass through the lines because that's what they're so good at, and that's what we get so much joy from. Yeah, we're just going to pay to quickly because I've got a shoot off for work. Um, what were your thoughts on Daniel, Daniel Batman as well? Would you maybe? Obviously disappointed with the way he um, let the goal in, but would you encourage with how he was with his feet today? Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously it's not good to concede that type of goal, but there was a lot of power on it. Like, it's a bit middle, but I do think he was a lot better. And I also think, especially towards the end, um, he was throwing out balls quite quickly, like, to get the players down. And I feel like... That's something he really didn't like to do. He hated to, like, he wanted everything to be, like, slowed down as soon as he got the ball. But he was trying to, you know, attack forward. And, yeah, his passing was so much better. So, you know, obviously sad to concede, but I think overall he had a better game than he has in the past. Yeah, no, definitely. And I hope you have a good shift at work tonight and we'll get you back on soon. Um, so, yeah, take it easy, Katie. Um, no, Pam, um, what was your thoughts on Yasser's three today? Because I know you're a big fan of his, um, and maybe you wouldn't want him to maybe come out of the, the starting lineup or commentary next week. But what did you make of him? Because obviously, when we woke up today, um, there was news on Yasser's three of him potentially looking for a move away, wanting a move to the Premier League. Um, how did you think he got on today? Well, that wasn't a Premier League quality player today. He he did show a level of tenacity and physicality that we aren't used to with Yasser Espria. And it's good to see because everyone's big concern with him is that he's he's too little, he's not physical enough for the championship. But no, he held off defenders very well. He won challenges. It was yeah, it was good to see. What wasn't good to see was that end product of his today. I mean it seemed every single attack in that first half, he just, it was either the wrong option or he, he picked out a Blackburn defender. But second half, I think he improved. He played a lovely ball for Rajevic. 
similar to the one for um for bio against plymouth so yeah he, he yeah. was back to his creative best i think in the second half and i'd keep him in for the coventry game despite his struggle today yeah, and Mike's actually saying he would he would start Ince over him for next week. He thought he wasn't at his level, um, but we know that Ince can here. Obviously, obviously, we we know how um, talented the boy is. Um, I think it would be maybe a, a step too soon, really, for a jump up to a Premier League. Uh, I'm not too sure what Premier League side will maybe start in week in week out because. I don't think he's at that level yet. Um, he's obviously very talented. Is there any sides in the Premier League that you think that maybe he would maybe jump into and start week in, week out? I don't well, think there is. Our friend Mick Harford was allegedly in the stands today, so uh, I think he'd have a good chance getting in their 11. But other than that, no, he's just not. I mean, is he ready for the championship yet? Based on today, no, he's never really stamped his place on on our starting 11 has he so i'd say it's it's too soon for premier league and with our track record of developing young players like yasser why why would you want to leave before you're ready i i just don't get it i don't think there's anything to it either yeah exactly you've got to look at the likes of regardless and gel pedro i think if, if i can stay here um for a good solid number of years maybe Two years, get yeah. 70 appearances under your belt. Great experience in the English football, isn't it? To take up to the next level. And look, they've just moved on to higher higher levels, haven't they? Um, Joe Pedro is a Premier League player, although he was on the bench the last couple of times for Brighton. He, he scored in the Premier this year. He, he's been called up for the Olympic squad for Brazil, I think. Um, Richarlison scored in the World Cup for Brazil as well. Um, but yeah, you just got to look at those for maybe role models for Yasser. Um, but I, I, I was impressed by comments today, though, Cam. Um, I, I did like him coming off the bench and he maybe showed that more experience than Yasser and Martin's uh, maybe better decision-making, um, maybe more of a, a calm head. Um, do you think that maybe Ince would maybe be more suited to a role off the bench at the moment whilst he builds up that fitness and maybe Coventry to a game too soon for him to start? It's tough for me. I don't want to see Yasser dropped, as I said, after a real sort of battling performance. But you're right that the, the experience Tom Ince will bring, that gives us sort of a level of decision-making, um, a calm head, yeah. That's, I think, what this young team needs. If we had better decision-making against Plymouth and Stoke, we, we could well be on nine points going into that Blackburn game. So... Yeah, and, and he was a a real sort of spark off the bench, wasn't he? I mean, any time he got the ball, I was I felt pretty confident that he'd make the right choice. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be against him starting. He's definitely got a role to play. I like the signing. Uh, we'll we'll see what comes of it, I guess. So he actually finished um, what with Neil Blackburn Rovers won. Um, so it's actually four games now in all competitions that Watford have failed to win. Um, I think we've gone seven half to football without scoring a goal as well, which is about 315 minutes. But um, the foundations and structures are there for us to score the goals, isn't it? I think it's just down to the decision-making of why we've, we've not um, put the ball in the back of the net so far. Yeah, it's down to the decision-making, but I think there's a little bit more to it. I, I think we need to get more players in the box. We're not... And maybe this is just because, like I said earlier, Bio doesn't put himself about enough. It doesn't feel like we're making it particularly hard for defenders. Um, yeah, so maybe Rajovic will change that. Uh, I'd like to see more midfielders getting in the box too, you know. It'd be nice to get some goals from midfield like we saw on the opening day. Uh, I think the midfield in general, though, is maybe where our problems are, have come from lately. Because I just think there's a real lack of quality in there. And yeah, they are all very, very young players. So decision-making, quality, getting more players in the box. I think doing sorting those three things out, that's 
going to bear fruit for us this season? I think quality and belief with our midfield, isn't it? I think, obviously, against QPR, scoring so early on, the confidence was there. Um, the longer it went on at nil-nil, and, and like scoring the first goal is the most important thing in the football match. I think because we haven't got that first goal and because it's taken so long to get it, our heads kind of drop and we run out of ideas and then the decision-making gets even worse. Um, it looks like at stages we panic. An amount of times the ball went backwards yesterday, uh, today and the, the groans from the fans. So I know we've got to stay with the team and we've got to support them and that, but it's frustrating when we get into the right areas, isn't it, Cam? And you, you can feel like you could have crossed the ball there or you could have flipped it in or slide it down the side. Um, do you reckon it's a case of Watford maybe trying to overcomplicate things at the moment and we're just trying to score that perfect goal by trying to walk it in the back of the net? Yeah, but look, it's a very, very inexperienced squad, isn't it? That's absolutely going to happen. We've got, you know, we've got teenagers playing, Kone, Espria. We've got, I think, about six of our players in that starting lineup are under 23. So, yeah, and then factor in all of the change that's gone on over the summer. It's not going to click straight away. They do want to score that perfect goal, but... I think that's what they've been asked to do. I think they've been asked to, you know, play the extra pass, make the chance perfect, guarantee a goal because we we know the finishing in this squad, it's it's not been there, to be honest, this season or last season. So, yeah, I, we, we've got to stick with it, haven't we? We've got to be patient. For me, all the signs are there, but I think, we're just missing the goals at the moment. And once the goals come, I, I, I'm quietly confident that we, we, we'll get the points on the board um, to push up the table. Um, I, I just think the, the main ingredient at the moment is the goals. But I think Rayovic, um, or Rayovic, whatever his name is, um, I, I do think that he's going to offer more than Bio. And like you say, his presence up there as well it's maybe going to get the defenders to think a little bit more uh, and that might be able to open up the pitch for other players to capitalise on. But yeah, 100% agree with you. We've got to stay patient. With, um, it's, a, it's a massive rebuild that the club is trying to do and we're trying to do it in one transfer window as well. Mm. I think we shifted out, shipped out about 23 players so far in the summer and brought in maybe about six or seven. Um, so we, we've just got to give them time and patience. Um, at the moment, it looks like we're playing like a team with no confidence in the final third. And like I say, it, it, it won't take too long until that actually clicks. Because um, at the moment, we're playing with a bit of purpose, um, a style of play, which is what we've all moaned about in the last couple of seasons. We've had no identity. You look at this Watford team now, and you can see an identity that Valerie's um, implementing in his side. Um, so that, that's coming together, and it, it's just literally just the goals. Um, so once the, the goals start flying, I, I do think that we'll be in a, a better um, position on and off the pitch. Um, but the transfer window ends on Friday. Um, what, do you, what do you want to see what would address in the next couple of days? Well, I think today's game made me... I don't know. I think we need more now than I thought we did before kickoff today. So, yeah, we, we got to see a bit of the depth today given a go and there, there is a lack of quality like I've said I'd like to see a, a defensive midfielder because right now our hopes are pinned on a converted centre-back who's never fit Jake Livermore and Edo Kayembe so yeah I, I'd love a DM but I don't see that happening I think a number eight would be really good someone with a bit of mobility a bit of bite a bit yeah. of tenacity win the ball back uh, but also a bit like a positive player that's going to, you know, try and get us on the front foot. That would be lovely. I might be asking a lot there. That was that was a lot of things. So maybe unrealistic. But yeah, and then we are dangerously light at centre-back, aren't we? We've we've got three centre-backs, four if you can't see her outer, who's never fit and a midfielder now. So need someone in there, I'd say. And I mean, if if Gino really wanted to treat us, I'd I'd be asking for a goalkeeper. But 
that's even more unlikely than anything I've just said. So, yeah, they're they're the things uh, I think we're most desperate for. I don't think we'll get all of them. I don't think it's the end of the world if we don't get all of them. But they'd, they'd be nice. And I think with those, we could, you know, maybe push for playoffs. Yeah, well, I think Val even mentioned it during the week by saying that it's obviously taking a lot of time to get Ryovic in because he, he's trying to find these right players to fit into his system. Um, so it might be tight to, to get all of those. And I think for a new goalkeeper, I think you might have a better chance of winning the lottery than what for getting another goalkeeper this and transfer window. Uh, but I think many Watford fans will agree with you on that. Um, I think, yeah, defensive midfield is, I think that's probably the key position for me at the moment. Um, Day watching it, it, it was it was just slow. Um, Canby was so slow in taking three, four touches of the ball. Billy Emerson was playing it maybe one, two touch um, against QPR and it, even against Steven if he was doing it. Um, so yeah, I do think we need to back up in the defence as well. Um, do you reckon we might be looking at that loan market now to bring in these players? Yeah, yeah, we've got room for it, haven't we? So, it, as they always say, the Premier League loan market opens up later in the window. I'd I'd love to see us get someone in, you know, a backup centre-back. That's someone you can get on loan. I, I don't see yeah. why not. So, yeah, definitely need to see that open up a bit, I think. Yeah, there's any outgoing from Watford as well? There's, there's obviously been talk about, you know what? I'm going to throw it out there. I would be surprised to see if there's another striker coming. Um, and I know you've mentioned before in the group chat that you don't really see it, but I wouldn't be surprised to see there be maybe a, a youngster coming on loan from maybe a Premier League side. Only because I'm not too sure whether Bio's going to be happy playing second fiddle now with uh, Ryovic being in. I we all saw the video on social media yesterday when I was welcoming him. He, he, he looked so disinterested and he kind of went in to punch him a little bit, but it was a a, a, a poor effort to say the least. But I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we see Bio move on loan elsewhere. Um, do you reckon that there's a possibility of a, maybe a striker? I don't know. Look, Valerian Ishmael spoke very highly of Bio. He said any striker we bring in is competition for Bio, not necessarily an upgrade. I think Bio needs to, if he's not happy playing second fiddle, he needs to work a bit harder. He needs to, you know, maybe bulk up a bit, score mm-hmm. score more of those chances. That would be a good start because, I mean, we don't half put him on a plate, do we? So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see a striker coming in. We've got three. I I don't think it's like he's never going to use Healy. Healy's here as a different option if we want to mix it up. But that hasn't been the case so far, but I think there is a place for him. So we've got three and we only play one. I, I don't see any movement happening there, to be honest. He's just been patient with... Um... Healy, isn't he? I think he, he said about how Healy's maybe not confident in himself at the moment, and he obviously came off the, the back of a horrible ACL injury as well. Um, so it looks like he's just being patient with him, and I think he could be a good little weapon to maybe use later on in the season or in the coming month. Maybe we're looking at maybe October time where he might be more fully fit and he'll be an asset to us off the bench, um, like you say, to change the game. Uh, but yeah, it's um crash window just Friday evening. So it'll be interesting to see what happens at Vicarage Road. Um, in the past, we've had busy transfer deadline days and we've had boring ones where nothing materialises at all. I think Andrew French sat there last last season and was hoping for a bit of business and it was it, it was very quiet. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens this time. And then just to wrap up the show, um, our little lone watch, um, so Quadro but, uh, Bar for Burton Albion, he um, came on as a substitute in the 91st minute um, against Bolton Wanderers. And then Jack Ford, he scored in an, on his full debut uh, and then was subbed off on the 84th minute. Um, 
Um, great to see Jack Ford getting up and running in League One now. He he did it in the conference for York City. Uh, so he's actually gone two divisions up now for Leighton Orient. It's obviously going to be better for his um, development, playing at a higher standard. But it, it was good awareness for him to throw that goal, wasn't it? Um, it could position him um, in the centre of the pitch and he was in the right place at the right time to put it over, over the line. Yeah, and I spoke to some Leighton Orient fans on Twitter they they said he he looked comfortable at the level he put himself about a lot his positioning as we saw for the goal was was great and we need to remember Shaq Ford is now playing one division below us so if if he lights it up down there he could well force his way in, into the Watford picture next season and that would just be wonderful to see wouldn't it oh, yeah he's progressing as well um conference um league one then if he kicks on this season maybe for what next year in the championship or maybe premier league but i'm not going to count my chickens just yet um but yeah we'll wrap it up there um the transfer window closes on friday we are playing coventry city on saturday away at the rico arena uh, i believe cam and mike will be going to that so keep your eyes out for them um maybe buy them a pint as well because um, i think we might need it watching watford's performance uh, Mike says he will be back doing a Coventry preview during the week, and there will also be a Coventry City match day vlog. Uh, Mike did it last season, um, so we'll be doing it again this year. Um, but yeah, thank you for watching everyone tonight. And um, if you like the video, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and um, a few of us will be back midweek for a Coventry City preview. Uh, so we'll wrap it up there, and we'll see you soon. Come on, you warns. Network.